Do you need? Do you want something put over it or? Whoa! <laughs> Excellent start. <laughs> it's a live one. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to Emma and Naomi's Theatre Brunch. This is so random. Um, we have a mimosa in hand. We do, yes. I'm Emma. I'm Naomi. And welcome to Theatre Brunch. Let's do a little cheers welcome. to our first. Oh, that was that was probably not right. There we go. It is. Just to prove we actually are having a mimosa. Um, <laughs> not that we encourage drinking. No. Um, but no. yeah, we... <laughs> it brings out the best in us when we're talking about theatre. Um, thank you for joining us. Whoever's going to join us, like two people, like maybe my mum and my yeah, one friend. Family. Yeah, which is fine. Okay, why did we? Why have we decided to start this podcast, Naomi? Well, we have known each other many, many years. I know. So. Um, and we have always loved shows. Yes. Yes. And for the last few years, we've been attending shows together mm-hmm. and then having a lovely chat. Post-show chat. Post-show chat about what was good about it and what we didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we kind of, one night at the pub, was like, this should, we were getting quite on a roll, I think. And we were like, actually, let's record our thoughts because it might uh, be enlightening for other people, which it might not. But hey, let's see. So, um the way we're going to try and do this podcast is to have a sort of what we've seen recently. Then we're going to bring it out once a month um, on a Sunday morning. So if you're chilling out, having a nice morning or, you know, whatever, you can listen to us as you're getting ready for the day. Um, So we'll do like a what we've seen and thoughts about it. And then we're going to answer a question. I've been putting together like Big questions for theatre world, for the theatre world in general. Um, and then obviously when we become really popular and have loads of followers, if anyone's got a question that they want us to answer in our own yeah. wonderful way, uh, then we will do that. So Naomi, what have you seen in the theatre recently and what can you tell us about it? Okay, so last Saturday I went to see We Will Rock You. Mm. And the only reason I went is because my <laughs> sister was going on her own and then coming to stay with me. So I was like... Do you know what? I'll just get a ticket as well. Good idea. How, how much were the tickets? So I got it onto Datix and it was £48. But mm-hmm. I bought it on the Wednesday and we saw it on the Saturday. So. Okay. Quite close. And this is at the ENO, right? Yes. Right. Big, big place. I've never been in the ENO. I haven't been in there before. Yeah. It's lovely. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> um, sold, pretty much sold out. Okay. Um, the actual show, mm, no. Not for me. <laughs> And my also my sister did not enjoy it either. So, oh. have you seen We Were Rocky before? No. Nope. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, because it is. It's like an interesting one. So you've seen it. I've seen it, and I've also done the school's version of it. Because oh, yeah. for those of you who don't know, I I'm a teacher, a drama teacher, throwing some credentials here as well. Um, so, and I also run a murder mystery company, which I'll no doubt plug loads that like later. But um, so we've done the school version, right. and so I kind of know how bonkers it is yes. um obviously the the music's amazing yeah it's queen and yay um and ben elton was in it right ben elton is in it <laughs> and he directed it um he gives himself a song oh, i watched him on them um, like bbc breakfast or something recently and he was like well i had to like audition i'm like bollocks did you yeah, like bet. you just turned up and went i want to be in this and, and everyone in it is a really great singer apart from ben elton 
So, like, I mean, yeah. Oh, no. Because, like, how, you know, how to Ben Elton has written some really good stuff and is good at what he does. I've never been bowled away by his acting skills. No, he doesn't really act. It's more like his stand-up. He does a lot of, like, talking. Right. Because he's that pop. It's called pop. Uh, I think it might have been called something else. Oh, God, I don't know. So have they, like, revamped the whole musical then? Maybe it sounds like. Um, Given well, Ben Elton his own song. Because I, I didn't see it before. Mm. Um, as far as I understand it, they have made that character slightly bigger. Right. I think it was Nigel Planer origin- in the original. Okay. Original. Mm, I don't know. Um, so what were the things you didn't? Like, oh, what didn't I like about it? Um, I didn't like um, the well. So they're all great singers. Let's that's that's a given. Like Lee Mead's in it as well, isn't it? Who's well, probably the best thing in it. Yay! We can't um, do that. So, but the thing is, the they sort of overact in oh. a way they've also been told to, which yeah. is a bit annoying. Um, you know, do you prefer like? Bat Out of Hell because mm-hmm. it is like Bat Out of Hell we had no clue what was going on in Bat Out of Hell I thought that was better right okay but it's similar in the the story doesn't make any sense yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense particularly the second half so the government are basically trying to rule out rock and roll aren't they that's kind of I think so, a bit dystopian-y and... Queen's like actually like part AI or something oh yeah. that's new yeah that's a new bit oh that's interesting well, well we think that's what's <laughs> I think that's what we say. think she was AI, but there's like, oh, the plot. It's there's not really a plot, and it's sort. Of, it, I found it confusing, which mm-hmm. is silly because it's base a basic plot, but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else didn't we like? Oh, yeah, like so the jokes are stupid, but the audience hysterically laughing. Oh god, I don't understand what they were laughing at. Funny. Oh, I feel like this brings our big question. There's so much at the moment, isn't there, about audience etiquette and and what audiences are doing and the type of audiences yeah. that go to certain shows. And I mean, the audience was quite well behaved in Good. that respect. Some people did have their phones out. Oh, why? And uh, you know, part of the Ben Elton stand-up is like, oh, people are always looking at their phones. Mm. But yeah, they are. They're all doing it. Oh my god, it's so rude. I just don't get it. I think if I was like, if I was on the West End right now and I just, <laughs> I'd thank my lucky stars. But if I was like, I, that would be the one of the worst things is you look down and someone's on their phone. Like you, and also they've paid us money. Yeah. Like what a waste. I mean, we were in the furthest, furthest, furthest away seat, so they wouldn't have seen. But still, it's not. Uh... Mm, mm. And people sing along the entire oh, time. Oh, God. Which yeah. Also, is annoying. Mm. Well, there we go. So you had a great time. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so one of my friends, uh, Sabrina, who I was chatting to yesterday, um, said that we should rate plays out of mimosas. Oh yeah. So like a five mimosa is like top, top, top. We love it. Yeah. And a one mimosa. I mean, you can give a zero mimosa if you want. Uh, what would you give? We will rock you. I would give it one. One mimosa. And okay. I just I feel bad because obviously everyone in it is working very hard. Yeah. And they can all really sing. Yeah. But I just hated it so much. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Okay, one mimosa for We Will Rock You. Okay, sorry, Ben Elton. You have to try again. Sure he'll, 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 he'll be fine. I do find that very weird, though, when people put themselves into musicals, where they're... I find that a little bit, and this is quite controversial, and this is part of one of my little questions that we might chat about later, is like Lin-Manuel Miranda, oh, a bit like that. It. I know, because I have a big thing about this. We've talked about this a lot. But he's such a talented director and writer and composer and... Yeah. Everything, but then 
when he like puts himself in the lead role around all these people that are so much better than him, it just is, it just really is bad. I saw, um, we were texting yesterday, oh, Thursday, wasn't it? I saw Tick, Tick, Boom for the first time on Netflix and I absolutely loved it. Like I just thought it was brilliant and so well directed. And then Andrew Garfield is just brilliant in it. So and it's such a sad story. So, um, and it did make me have a little moment at the end. So yeah, like do what you do best. There's yeah. too many good people about, yeah, you don't have to be in it. Just enjoy it and just be. Okay, cool. Um, so my ones I've seen recently, I have two that I want to mention. Um, the first one is The Pillow Man, which is at the Duke of York. And then I saw Guys and Dolls yesterday at the Bridge Theatre. And that's been something that's been on my radar for a long time. So I got a group together and we went. Pillow Man to start. Do you know anything about Is this Pillow the Man? one with Lily Allen? Yes. Right, yes. So, so Lily Allen wasn't in it when I first booked tickets, but it was before lockdown. So it's got pushed back and back and back and back and back. So it's got Steve Pemberton in it, who is just brilliant. And then it's got Lily Allen. And I, when I heard that she was, firstly, um, with Pillow Man, it's it's a really hard play. It's like a really dark play. Kind of the style of uh, Martin McDonough's writing is quite hard hitting anyway. I've seen a couple of his and they are like, they pull your soul out quite a lot. So it's dark play anyway. And I was like, I was really, but I loved the, reading the book. Like I read the play, sorry, not read the book, read the play. And I really loved it. So I, I was really excited to see it done professionally and mm-hmm. done. So as you walk in, what was really cool was as you walked into the theatre, and it's one of those, you know, the Duke of York is one of those really like traditional West End ones that are like quite, I'm doing some of my hands, but like they're quite slim and they're quite, like a bit like the Fortune Theatre. It's not as small as the Fortune, which was like where Woman in Black was for ages. It, but it's it's still quite an intimate little space. It's yeah. not huge. And as you went in, there's like a light that keeps coming on and off to reveal a bit of the set. Oh. And that, so straight away, you're like, ooh, ooh, it's going to be really dark and eerie. So I got very excited for that. So <laughs> I, <laughs> when the play started, I was like, okay, I don't hate what Lily Allen's doing. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. Um, there was a little observation that I made, which I will tie together with Guys and Dolls in a minute. But um, what they did it kind of felt like it didn't really know, it kind of lost its way a bit. And I feel like with this one, it was where, yeah, again, the directing, it wasn't like... So the whole thing with Pillow Man is it's really quite dark and a lot of it is about stories that Lily Allen's character creates that are around children and like uh, abuse and, and this kind of thing. And it links to her own childhood. And they had two kids on stage, like acting out and I use acting out with little bunny ears acting out the stories but the way that they're told they're they're very gruesome in their telling and almost like having the audience use their imagination is almost would be better they were demonstrating a lot they were doing lots of like big freeze frames and all this kind of thing and I was like what oh what are you doing and and then at one point they used animation. They used the animation a couple of times on stage. And I was like, that's really cool. Like just use animation. I'm all for like giving more people access to being on stage. That's great. But it's only written for five actors. And it was a cast of like 10. <laughs> because they added so many extra people in to like act out the stories. And it almost didn't let the audience, like it didn't trust the audience that we could just follow the acting. Now, obviously Lily Allen was the person telling these stories. She told them in an okay way, but I wonder whether 
if it had just been her on stage, whether she would have been able to have the gravitas to hold the audience to tell these stories. So whether, I don't know whether the choice to add in all this extra stuff was after she was cast, but there was a lot of like, all this, the set was moving and a lot of the cast were really, really good. Um, the The play is really good, but the production for me, having the kids in it, all I kept thinking, and maybe this is just as a teacher, all I kept thinking was these children are listening to these stories right now being oh, said yeah. on stage. And it made me feel a bit like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they're not written for children. Like these stories aren't written for children. And they're very clever stories. There's an amazing one that's linked to the Pied Piper of Hamelin in it. Mm-hmm. And it's really clever the way that it's done. So the, And the writing's good. And so it's just like, don't throw too much at it. So I felt like there was a bit too much. A bit busy. It was a bit busy. Mm-hmm. It was a bit showy. And I'm like, I don't feel like that play is a showy play. Mm-hmm. It's about the relationships and, and stuff. So I went with my husband and we both, like Lee and I just said, we gave it like about a three and a half. Where like it it had the potential to be really, really good. And like Steve Pemberton was great. He was like very, very like unhinged. It was great. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give it a three. Three memorizers oh, for that one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, and then the next thing, I saw Guys and Dolls yesterday. So, yes. uh, oh my gosh, it is like, I cannot imagine how long their tech would have taken because technically it is the most breathtaking thing. Now, were you in the immersive? No, no, because now I'm, you know, I'm older. I've turned 40 recently, everybody. Yay me. And I cannot be bothered to stand up for like yes. two hours 50. Okay, I um, however, and like when my friends and I, so we were in the second gallery, which actually had a really, really good view um, because you could see everything that was going on. You could see the band, which was really good. Um, and it meant you could actually see like the overall, like how it was working. If I tell you that there was say 20 people in the cast, maybe 20, maybe like 16. And then there was about 14, 15 stagehands <laughs> who also took about because they worked their absolute socks off in this play. Um, it's so cool. So the flat, you, you know, you can see pictures of it where it's got all like the lights hanging and everything and it's all marked on the floor. And then basically there's like platforms that come up and down. So, but the platforms come up and down all throughout the play. And then, so the audience get moved around the flat space. Yeah. And then an, a bit of sit set will like rise in front of them. It's very clever. Oh. The acting was was really good. The guy who did Nicely Nicely, who sang uh, Rock in the Boat, was insanely brilliant. He was so, so good. Such a fun song. And the girl who played Adelaide and Sarah, the two leads. It's not Marisha Wallace. It might be, yeah. Um, Adelaide. Yeah, she was Adelaide, yeah, yeah. So she was, I think she's still in. Yeah, it it was her. Um, But anyway, um, so the, the two female leads were brilliant. Adelaide was unbelievable like bushel and a peck after act one at the uh, sorry at the very end beginning of act two was so brilliant but this leads me back to my whole link and it kind of links back to ben elton as well i suppose um is daniel mays was in it who i really love i love him on tv i've loved him for a long long time i think he's really great on tv i have to say out of all of them he was the weakest out of them he had a lot of great energy he always but the thing that was bugging us a lot and this kind of links me back to lily allen as well in pillow man he was he would not stand still 
Oh. Like not standstill. So much so it was like he was doing dance moves everywhere. It just felt like he was trying to make Nathan really like, I don't know. I'm just doing jazz hands everywhere at the minute. Yeah, like hyper. It looked like he was on something basically, which if it is a directing choice, Okay, but we have directing choice. But what I what I noticed, and Lily Allen was the same at the beginning of Pillow Man, is that she used her hands so much. And I almost feel like, is there a, an element of if you're not like a a, a brought up in theatre performer, if you're more, I mean, I don't know what Daniel Mason's background is, and he's probably got. Yeah, he's probably done probably it. Rada and stuff and had a great time. And Lily Allen isn't. No, but um, I just felt like they were trying a bit too hard, mm. which is a shame. And I suppose there must be a little bit of, um, if you're a famous celebrity or, or or a name in a show, then there must be that element of you've got to be good because people will judge you on it. And I agree. And that's probably what I'm doing right now. So apologies, <laughs> Lily and Daniel, when you listen to this podcast. But, um, but I just felt like both of them, they were outshone by others who felt much more natural on stage and knew what they were doing. Does that sound weird? No, yeah, they, yes, I understand. Um, You know, I find it a little bit with someone like Catherine Tate. I find watching her on stage quite hard. I've never seen her in anything, so I can't comment. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, I love her on on TV and stuff, and she's great, but I feel like sometimes when she's, again, I've only ever seen recordings of stuff. I've not seen her live, so I'm sure some people will be like, no, she's great live. I've seen her in, so I saw her in um, Much Do About Nothing, the one with David Tennant. Mm-hmm. And I saw her in that one. Oh, it's like the, it was at a polling station. It was on the night. It was at the Donmar. And it got recorded on the night of the voting. Again, if anyone remembers what that is, I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, and in both of them, I just felt, again, she just was trying too hard. And it felt too big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know with theatre, you need to be a bit bigger. But it's weird. It's almost like because they're so used to screen acting... They feel like, oh, I've got to be so much bigger on the- on stage. And it's like, well, you do, but there's a too far. There's a, yeah, there's a line. Don't cross that. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's my thoughts. Um, so in terms of mimosas for uh, Guys and Dolls, I would say it is a five mimosa. Uh-huh. It is amazing. And to be fair, like Dan Mays was still very, very good. So please, like, <laughs> Daniel, I'm not, you know, I just felt you could have just grounded your feet a little bit. And he was like spinning his hat all the time and stuff. And and I got it. Like there was sometimes when it was quite nice when he did that, but he was doing it all the time. I was like, stop moving. He must have been told to do that. I know. Time. I know. I don't know. I wonder whether sometimes, I mean, because it was, um, I think it's Nick Heitner who's, is it Nick Heitner's director, Guys and Girls? I was saying this yesterday, whether some of these big stars, like do directors like shy away from, they must not. They must give them direction, right? They, yeah, they must. We must do because they, they can't do. just send them out there. Do what you want. Off you go, Cheryl. Jump on stage. You two twenty two. Because it's a big production. Yeah, going out and yeah. Win. I think it's because everyone was so good in it. Mm. Like that was the thing. So anyway, yeah. Five I do want to see that. So it's. I would. I would recommend it. It's, it's going to be on for ages. There was one really, really drunk lady in the audience down down the bottom there, which was hilarious. Standing. Yep. Oh gosh. And just like she was just having the best time, but it was like it kind of goes back to this whole audience etiquette. Like when the big numbers came on, she almost like had her hands in the air and was like a gig. And I'm like, no, actor, these actors are not going to interact with you. Yeah, I just don't think you should be getting drunk. No, at a show like that, not like that. Not if you're standing. Yeah, if you want to get drunk, go to a 
yeah it was really weird actually with the with alcohol with the bridge because um so in the gallery one and two they didn't allow any drinks in at all oh and you were only allowed them in the in the bottom which i found very odd i'm like why maybe they thought you'd throw them because it's all plastic i don't know it's weird so there we go so that was that that's our stuff okay i have our so we do our little feedback and now we're going to do a we need to call it something like the question or like yeah like the big theatre question or something. We'll just call it that for now. The big theatre question. The BTQ. BTQ. <laughs> right. Here's a BTQ, Naomi. So how far in advance is too far to buy theatre tickets? Mm. Let me give you a bit of context first. Yes, I do, yes. And then I'd love to hear your thoughts. So I have just booked tickets for Standing on the Sky's Edge for February 2024, because that's when it's out. Um, I've gone for like the cheap seats uh but it's at the Gillian Lynn and I do feel with Gillian Lynn you cannot go wrong you can get like the that's a really good tip for us we'll try and find some tips as well of like good top tips oh that's a nice thing do top tip um (laughs) Gillian Lynn theatre generally you cannot really get a bad seat I saw Lion the Witch of Wardrobe there and I sat in the furthest away seat and but it was still an amazing view yeah I think I saw Warhols there as well and we were right at the very back and again it felt you felt really in it I think because it's so wide Yes. I've seen the Blue Man group there as well. The Blue Man group. <laughs> anyway, so I've booked tickets for Standing on the Sky's Edge at Lit Gillian Lynn because it just came out this week to do priority booking. So I was like, right, I'll book them. And that was for, that's for February. Now I've booked a couple of ones from that. Like I booked Harry Potter, I think a year and a half yeah, in advance. Same, we did it a year. Yeah. Again, just got the cheapest tickets because I was like, well, if it's rubbish, I've only spent that. But if it's really good, then it will be the hottest tickets in town. I've got tickets to get. Um, and then Jerusalem was probably the only other one that I booked about 10 months in advance. But something that came up on Facebook recently with someone who um, went to theatre a lot, he goes a lot, is um, he went to a crazy few mm-hmm. and bought tickets in advance, paid £65. And then apparently he said that then the tickets have gone down to 35 the same ones on his row. Um... And they went down. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So what are your thoughts? Well, I guess this is the risk, right? Because if you're excited about a show and you book it really far in advance, but then actually the show doesn't do very as well, well. Yeah. Uh, that's going to happen. I didn't realise that tickets go down like that. I, I Well, I heard, so Aspects of Love is closing, at least. <gasps> is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's closing in August, but it's meant to close in November. Oh, and no. apparently, and I heard this of someone on YouTube, Yeah, that they haven't, like the balcony hasn't been opened at all. So I guess everyone wow. they were selling the tickets, but I guess and this happened when I saw waitress actually mm. because there weren't enough people. Then they just push everyone forward, mm. and so I guess that's a good indication. If you if you were holding out the mm. ticket, then those are probably going to be cheap now. Yeah, they would be really cheap. I can't believe aspects of love is closed here. No, it's just open. Block. I know it's only just opened, isn't it? Yeah. Like. I mean, I remember because isn't that isn't um, love changes everything for him? Yeah, and they've rewritten it because Michael Wall's in it. Yes, and they've rewritten it so his character will sings that song now. Right, but he's the older. The, the yeah, because he was the younger one. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about aspects of love. And in fact, it's so unappealing to me that I had access to like cheap tickets, <laughs> and I still didn't want to go. <laughs> and I love Michael Wall. Yeah, yeah, you do love Michael Wall. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it still wasn't enough to make me like... That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. That's another big question we'll have to talk about later is, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, what is the future? 
because <laughs> uh, I quite liked Cinderella, but then he was such a oh, dick, that, dick about everything. Bad Cinderella face on Broadway. Yeah, almost yeah, yeah, Tickets, what do we do? Because then you've got places like, um, it's going to become like a general chat about theatre tickets. You've got things like Operation Mincemeat, um, which I'm going to in oh, yeah. a couple of weeks. Cannot wait. So that'll be on my next on the next podcast. I've already seen it at Riverside Studios and I loved it. So I'm really happy to go again. Um, they are doing this weird thing where on a Monday and Tuesday, it's like a certain price. Wednesday and Thursday, it's a certain price. And then Friday, Saturday, it's a certain price. Right. And it's like, I think it's, I need to properly look, but I think it doesn't matter where you sit, like that's the price. Oh. So you can get, I think it's like £39 for a Monday and Tuesday. So they're obviously trying to encourage people to go more on a Monday and Tuesday when yeah. people don't normally go. So that's a, that's an interesting... That's a good way of doing it, mm. I think. So I don't know. I feel like Crown Jewels tickets have gone cheaper as well. Like, I feel like when I first looked up yeah, tickets... Like... Yeah, um, Lee's on that. We've got, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got... We're going to go see the Crown Jewels as well. That's another one we'll talk about later. Um, again, I thought when I first looked at it, that looked like it was really expensive, yeah. but I don't think it was. So, don't know. so yeah. Um, anything else on tickets? Where do you buy your tickets from? Do you go directly? What? what where's your place? I'm going to top you up with this. Do you want more orange juice or do you want this? Just, just fizz. Just right. fizz. Um, we'll start. start it, with you. it depends because I... I go on my own a lot, yeah. so I am willing to spend quite a lot yeah. on a ticket. That's good. But I'd like to get the best deal. Mm-hmm. So it depends where the cheapest one is, but often I do it through the actual theatre mm. or I use today ticks if I'm going sort of sooner. Yeah. But actually, there doesn't tend to be much difference in price. Actually, I got the We Will Rock You on today ticks and it was about £6 more expensive than through the Coliseum. But I didn't, I had to set up a whole account for the Coliseum. Ugh. I could not be bothered. Oh, I hate that. Whereas today ticks, you just sort of click. Yeah, you click and it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I find that this is yeah this kind of goes from this actually. Do you um do you ever use things like sleep seat plan and view from my seat every single time? Love yes. it. Yeah, absolutely. I can get a great seat view. Like I <laughs> I saw um nine to five. Oh yeah, which also wasn't very good. Mm. But I got a really cheap seat. You know, I did all the checking. Yeah, and it's a seat really far away, but it has no seats in front of it. Nice. So even though you're like quite far back. Your view is amazing. Oh, cool! And then any all the other seats around it is a bad view. Where is um? Where where was that? I cannot remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had this as well. With um, I I went to the Dorfman to see Dixon and Daughters, which was a really great play. Some interesting character choices, which I wasn't completely <laughs> sold on, but in terms of the play, it's very good. Um. And I got a £20 ticket at the back of the Dorfman and it was the back of the stalls. Like, Because the way the Dorfman is, it's quite, yeah, it's quite it's a really nice intimate theatre. It's a really lovely theatre. And um, mine got sold as a restricted view. Right. And then I went on seat plan, I think it was. Because I can't, I always forget like which one, I think seat plan's the one where you can literally individual ticket yeah, yeah. Like, and people upload it from their seat, That's which is so, yeah. so good. Um, which I need to start doing myself as well because I feel like I need to give back because I use it so much. I feel like if they've already got a picture. Yeah, then you're all right. Yeah. So from the view, from the seat plan, I was like, oh, this actually looks, it doesn't look restricted. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. Worst case scenario, I'll listen to the play. Anyway, when I got there, there was a pillar in front of me, but it was like to the right of me Mm. and not even in my peripheral vision, really. When I was looking at the stage, I was like, unless someone walks down the aisle, which no one will. Um, it was a perfect, perfect view. 
So yeah, I was really, Love really you. impressed. So if you ever go to Dorfman, get the twenty pound restricted view by the pillar. It's really, really good. Yeah, I never really use daily tick uh, today ticks. I need to use it more. I'm not sure if they're always like cheaper, mm. but it is like very convenient. Very convenient. <laughs> Have you ever gone to the theatre and got stuff? Years ago, yeah. Me and my friend went to once. Oh, yeah. when Ronan Keating was in it. Oh, wow! On the day, we got like second row stalls. It was amazing. Wow! Yeah. And was that quite? Was it quite expensive? Or I don't think so. Mm. I can't remember. It was many. Years it was ago. many, many years. But ago. it wasn't like outrageous. Oh, well, there we go. Okay. Um, I feel like that's the <laughs> end of our first little podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if that was was that thirty minutes? That was thirty minutes. Yeah. Yay! Um, cool. Um. So, uh, also, like, yeah, I wonder whether we can try and do a little, like, tip for the week or tip for the month with um, our podcast of, like, anything we've learned from theatre or going to theatre and little, little like, good good little tips that we could pass on. And I feel like for today, our tip has been when you're buying theatre tickets, go on seat plan or view oh, yes. from my seat because they will just tell you exactly where the best place to start. It shows you the view and usually people have written oh there was quite a lot of leg room or mm. there was no leg room yeah and, they, and they'll say things like oh you can only see a certain bit of the stage and stuff like that which I think is yeah is very useful um so I think yeah that's our little tip for the week top tip top tip for the month and um, so thank you so much for thank listening you. all right bye bye